This is Sirius FM. Just gone 8.17 uh, Central African time at uh, that time of the morning where we will join our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith on the quickfire Q&A. The number, remember, our WhatsApp number 0847863720. And he is looking, mashallah, he's looking strong, he's looking good. And he's enjoying the fruits and the vegetables of Scarf's Crown right at the foot of the Table Mountain. Mufti Ibrahim Smith, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful Jumma morning, Mufti Sabah? Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shafat and all our listeners are there. Gee, indeed, a beautiful uh, morning, you know, Jumma morning. We cannot complain. And especially in Cape Town, we're having abundance of rain as well at the same time. So all shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ji. Alhamdulillah, I noticed that your rabbit population has uh, trebled. Uh, you're <laughs> deciding to, uh, to, to, to sell some. Oh, what are you doing with the excess uh, rabbit? Are you making rabbit stew, uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith? No, uh, Shafat, I actually don't eat uh, rabbits. You know, they're roaming around here, so we told the students <laughs> they can take some of them uh, home as pets uh, for their families also, G. Okay, I'll send some eagles there because they're wanting my chicken yet. So, hey, you go to Scarps Clan and go to that Ulum there. they got a lot of rabbits. Well, Mufti Sahib, mashallah, the questions are coming through. This one says, Assalamu alaikum. Will a property given away in my father's lifetime form a part of his estate if he dies, Mufti Sahib? Gee, if a property is given away in a person's lifetime and those people, the recipients, they take ownership of their property, then it will not form part of the estate at all because it has a new owner. So it is very, very important that at the time of giving away the property that the new recipients, they take complete ownership of that either in the form of paper or by taking physical possession of that property. If it is not resolved, then there will be disputes after the demise of uh, the, person who is do- uh, the person who has donated this property, and uh, they will claim, his heirs will claim it to be part of his estate. In that case, uh, then if there is no witnesses, then the default ruling will be that uh, it will form part of the estate. G. Uh, Mufti, how does one deal with an amputated limb? We should have utmost respect for uh, the limb of uh, a human being. Also, Shafat is still a part of uh, the human body, you know. However, there is no ghusl upon that limb, and there is no uh, salatul janaza also upon that limb. So although it has been amputated, uh, the basic uh, burial rites of uh, that will not be uh, uh, done upon like how a person will perform for a normal janaza. However, it uh, should be buried most preferably in a graveyard, you know, in a graveyard of uh, the Muslim ummah. So that a person can go and uh, just wrap it up in a piece of uh, a coffin uh, and uh, just uh, dig a hole and speak to those people and let them bury it uh, as a person would normally bury any uh, other loving part of a human being. What is the ruling regarding uh, drinking thawis or water? Well, Shafat, one has to ascertain what was recited uh, upon this water, you know, so if one is sure that only the correct things, there's no shirk has been made there, uh, no invocation of other things besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no devil has been called, no jinnat, etc. And one deems it uh, safe to drink, uh, then a person can drink it, and inshallah that person will be cured or healed from whatever ailment or sickness he or she is suffering from. So first make sure that you know who has recited and what was recited upon the daughter before drinking it, G. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Saab. Is uh, Gusel valid if uh, one applied Botox conditioner? 
both those conditioners, that is something new on the market, uh, shafats or females normally apply to take out the frills from their hair and uh, to take out the curls, etc. So in many instances and cases, it actually forms a protective uh, barrier and layer as well. So that uh, makes it very, very difficult for water to permeate to the follicles, the scalp, etc., because of that protective barrier. So in that case, if water in the females should be very, very careful, if water does not permeate or seep through and go through there and wet it completely, then a whistle will not be valid. If whistle is not valid, then a person's wudu will not be valid also. And in that case, if the wudu is not valid, uh, then that person's salah will not be valid also. So that the person, uh, that female needs to uh, repeat the entire process again. So imagine how many salah will be missed in the process. So first, ascertain and find out if uh, the uh, particular product that you have purchased, if it allows water to seep through or to permeate to your hair follicles. If not, then please, please abstain from that, G. Mufti, is it a sunnah to burn lobana when moving into a new home? Uh, Shafat, uh, the burning of Loban or Agarbati or incense sticks has absolutely nothing to do with Sharia, uh, but there's nothing wrong in burning incense, incense sticks and uh, uh, oud, etc., Loban, in your home also. So your home can smell uh, beautiful, you know, there's nothing wrong with that uh, because a person's home is where a person comes home and to uh, sit and relax and chill, etc., so there's nothing wrong with that. However, one shouldn't have any belief uh, attached to that that if a person burns it, that it is part of of the sunnah as well. Yes, from experienced people in ulama will tell you it was of the evil eye, it was of the shayateen in the house, etc. But that they're speaking clearly from uh, a point where they have experienced this, uh, most probably physically, you know, so that's why they're telling and encouraging us to do this. So if a person does it in that way, then there will be no harm upon that person to keep away the evil eyes, the jealousy, and all the other bad things that is out there, G. You know, Mufti Saab, generally people are very glib uh, in, in uh, saying, okay, you know, I'm doing the Loban or I'm uh, putting Loban in the mosque because the prophet did it and the prophet said you must do it and he did it because of the scorpions and so forth and so forth. Why are people so prone in making up stories and, you know, very conveniently that the prophet said it or the Quran said it, uh, you know, not knowing exactly that, that may not be there in the Quran. What is the sin of, uh, uh, you know, making these types of pronouncements, uh, Mufti Saab? It's a very, very grave sin, Shafat. In fact, uh, the Prophet said, whosoever lies upon me, muta'amidan, so a person lies upon me intentionally, so let him uh, reserve his seat in the middle of Jahannam, and then lying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even more graver than that, because you are attributing something to Sharia, something to your Creator that uh, the Creator has not uh, actually said. So in both cases, a person will end up in Jahannam if he lies deliberately and intentionally. Yes, uh, that to have the masjid smell good and, and, uh, and you know, a beautiful odor of it is nothing wrong. They used to burn wood and uh, uh, things like that uh, during the time of Sahaba, also because it's a communal place. People from all walks of life come in there, so you want to eliminate the bad odors and bad smells. And there's a lot of malaikan angels descending whilst people are engaging in ibadah in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is there, but to make it part of Sunnah like Loban or Agarbati, etc., uh, that is attributing a lie to Rasulullah sallam. That's why we should always verify first before passing of such information, G. Yeah, then, uh, you know, today you find lots of dream merchants coming through and giving people stories. And I said, oh, I saw this in the dream and it meant this and that dream. I mean, there's a Quran, there's a Sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. There's so many things to go through and read. But we don't, it seems like our people are captured by the dream merchant. 
and you know going in that dream boat uh, mufti sahab exactly shafat you know people sending so many dream interpretations to us also so if you ask anyone about a dream you must be sure that the person is uh, able to interpret the dream first and foremost because whatever you dream and a person interprets it then it will be like that so be careful also who you tell your your dreams and people are so gullible they want to hear these stories like you're saying now uh, it creates either love or fear or affection or something instead of reverting back to stories from the sahaba stories of the uh, quran etc that uh, is should be our first priority Uh, the story of Yusuf alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, the story of uh, you know Firon, and all these stories coming through. Hey, Luth alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, and you talking about my dream? Okay, don't oh. say that because then you'll dream on people. The reality is right there; it stares you in the face. Mufti Sahab, uh, is it uh, permissible to have uh, one teeth uh, bleached professionally? Hey, I know people bleach their hair. Now they're no, no, bleach that. People bleach a, a lot of things, Shafat. Even their eyebrows, uh, they bleach. Uh, in many <laughs> other parts also, they will bleach. <laughs> you know, that's why people ask these questions. And we get it a lot also. Yes, it is permissible to go to a dentist or a dental or, or surgery and have your teeth bleached professionally. That is if the ingredients used is not uh, uh, of that nature that it will cause harm to you or it is not uh, ingredients that contains haram and you will come out of there without being harm done uh, to you. So in that case, it will be permissible because having yellow teeth, uh, that is also an ape, you know, that is also frowned and looked down upon in community and society, red teeth, etc., yellow teeth. Sometimes a person eats a lot of pan or a person smokes tobacco and it, his teeth becomes yellow. So uh, that is not very, very sightly. It's not nice to see also you have a spouse also. So you have to keep yourself neat and tidy for your spouse. So in that case, you can go and have those uh, yellow uh, removed from your teeth, inshallah, Yeah, Yusuf, is the uh, pan teeth or the pan tooth? <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, like a rainbow color, Mufti Sahab. It has all that, but the red is, the red in the pan, shoo, it just stands out. And then when he spits, hey, only red all over, Mufti Sahab. Spitting everywhere. I saw that physically in India. When I told there some time ago, you know, I saw that it's mostly red. So that also is not correct. You can't go around spitting. See now, coronavirus, people spitting all the different types of viruses and illnesses uh, in a person's saliva. So that also should uh, be prohibited also. Yeah, the brother from India said, hey, what are you telling like that? All my uh, corona is killed with a pan and a supari. Hey. <laughs> No, 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 don't do that. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Why did healthcare professionals receive J&J vaccines, but the public will get Pfizer shots, Mufti Saab? Yes, Shafat, I believe they run out of J&J vaccines now. That was mostly reserved, the Sisonki program in South Africa for our healthcare professionals and practitioners. And now the public will get uh, the Pfizer shots, uh, which is actually, I think, a little bit more expensive as well also. So uh, I think if you have to weigh the two, uh, both uh, are dangerous, but the Pfizer one is actually more dangerous than uh, the other ones, you know, so that they're keeping. And then J&J is only a once-off shot. Uh, the Pfizer one, people will have to go back after 28 days 
uh, to get the second shot, you know, so make an informed decision uh, before you go find out by your health practitioner. If you have any comorbidities also, then uh, put everything on the table and tell him this is what I'm suffering from. How will this vaccine impact my life? Is there any waiver that I have to sign that I can keep people liable and responsible if something uh, happens to me, something bad also? So please look at all these from different angles and then decide for yourself, Keith. Yes, sir, Mufti Saab, the explosion of information when it comes to the vaccine, taking a vaccine to do or not to do, to take or not to take. And then you get another expert saying those that have taken those uh, vaccination, uh, those that are over 60, when within five years, they will die. I mean, this fear mongering is going all over. What do you tell to uh, tell the masses about this, Mufti Saab? Yes, I just received a, a message this morning from one well-known uh, South African, Caucasian, white South African uh, actor uh, that has passed away uh, three days after uh, taking the vaccine. You know, So I checked that person and so know this guy actually passed away uh, on the 25th, I think, so it's two, three days ago. Uh, he received the vaccine just three days before that. However, the VS, uh, the uh, body that you report any adverse effects to, uh, that they don't update uh, very, very frequently. So most probably they will tell you the person died from something else. So uh, the fear-mongering that is there, and then the facts is also there, uh, Shafat, so one needs to weigh it. In fact, my uh, Juma topic today is uh, the truth about mRNA vaccines, which means Moderna and Pfizer, and uh, the effects of the genes. So that is my topic for Juma today. So I think I have to address that from a factual point of view after having spoken to many, many healthcare professionals as well. So I think uh, now I am ready to make some sort of decision, G. A very good point indeed. And, uh, you know, many say that uh, there'll be these uh, microchips, you know, that they want to put into masses and control them with these microchips. And, uh, you know, if you are vaccinated with a microchip or you get all this into your body, they can switch you on and off at at will, Mufti Saab. Yes, Shafat, uh, I have to tell you this, you know, that uh, about two, three weeks ago, uh, so some medical professionals came to me from a leading uh, hospital in South Africa, a professor actually uh, that is working in the trauma. Uh, I don't want to say his name and I don't want to say his uh, where he's working also, but he is from up there, uh, not from Cape Town. So two weeks he waited just to meet me and he met me twice. So he told me, uh, Muftisa, please, uh, that uh, do not uh, encourage the people to take this vaccine. It is still very, very unsafe. We ourselves, as Muslim practitioners, we do not want to take it. But because you're very vocal on this topic, we decided to come and see you. And I tell you, then he told me many, many factual things that I was shocked, you know. And I thought that we share that uh, today, some of that information with the people in Juma, And that lecture will be going global also after Juma, inshallah, so people uh, can uh, speak there. But I've seen how that they place a magnet on a person's skin after taking that vaccine shot. So that means there's a lot of iron in that shot as well, because if metal can stick to your skin, then uh, that is a concern and a worry also, G. Absolutely, Mufti Saba. Looking at uh, this question, says that DA openly supports uh, uh, Zionist Israel. Will it uh, be haram to vote for them, Mufti Saba? It is completely haram to vote for the DA, the Devil's Alliance. You know, we cannot uh, support them. We cannot vote for them. They called in one Muslim entertainer, a well-known Muslim entertainer, to join the party also singing and dancing uh, just to dupe the Muslims, unwary Muslims, to show that there is nothing wrong. They openly campaigning uh, for the Zionist uh, apartheid state of Israel without any shame, you know, as opposed to the other political parties. They are throwing their wait behind Palestine. 
So anyone who supports or is part of the DA, he will have to check his iman because you cannot stand with a party that is against the believers, against uh, the third holiest masjid, uh, Masjid al-Aqsa, and the poor Palestinian people that are oppressed. That's a, it is completely haram to vote for them now and in the future. They won't change their stance. We've seen this coming on for many, many years now, G. Absolutely, Mufti Saab, and it's uh, quite uh, sad uh, that uh, when we look at, uh, you know, not w- one word from that party on Palestine, I mean, uh, against Israel, it's all pro-Israel, and as you said, if you're part of that team, and especially, you know, you read the Kalima, uh, how can you live with yourself, uh, Mufti Saab? You cannot live with yourself because you know you're supporting a party that is most probably lobbying for funds and sending uh, people over there also to fight for the Israeli cause. And then uh, we, we've seen the, the, the visuals coming through, uh, how they, uh, people are campaigning, the DA campaigners with pro-Israeli shirts and flags, etc., supporting Zionist Israel. So there's no place for them even here in South Africa, Shafat, because we just came from a party some two, three decades ago where we fought very, very hard against racial oppression, etc., all these other things. So how can we allow a party like that to flourish here in our own backyard? People should not vote for them, neither Muslims and non-Muslims as well, Mufti Saab, you know, looking at your part of the world, you are pushing for federation, Mufti Saab. Pushing for? Federation. I mean, you want independence. Western Cape wants independence. (laughs) They don't want to be... You must remember, that is also a DA initiative. Uh, that uh, doesn't come from the local people here. That is a few Caucasian people that has been pushing the same like Orania that stayed there up uh, further up, up in South Africa where they have their own currency, etc. So I don't think they will get it right here. We feel very much integrated into be part of uh, South Africa. We've been get, get, getting a very uh, hard, difficult time from the DA here. They're only looking after their own kind, only looking after the affluent and well-known people. The rest of uh, Cape Town is actually quite poor suffering terrible roads and all these things, you know, so they're only looking after their own kind of If uh, this uh, message says, uh, Mufti Saab, uh, is it permissible to attend a picnic uh, protest as, uh, a picnic protest as uh, advertised for the Palestinian struggle? Mufti Saab? Uh, that is totally uncalled for, Shafat. Why would you have a picnic and a call for a picnic in order to show a concern for the people of Palestine? Uh, you know, the Palestinians, they suffered losses there. Uh, some children were killed, over 300 people uh, injured, 90,000 displaced, etc. So all these things, and you have time to sit and wine and dine and uh, smile and laugh and uh, wearing coloring Palestinian flags. All of this is totally uncalled for. If you want to show your support, send your funds to Palestine or make dua for them, make uh, salat al-tahajjud. These are the actions that the Muslim Ummah should be engaging in. I've seen marches marching for free, free Palestine, the Shafat, the Coca-Cola's in the left hand. I imagine they're drinking Palestinian water and they're fighting for the Palestinian liberation. So how does that make sense also? You know, so people should get their priorities right first before shouting and chanting slogans of free, free Palestine. Yeah. Well, hey, that's uh, hilarious. Uh, Coke in one hand and shouting free, free Palestine on the other hand. Well, uh, tell you, Mufti Saab, really shocking indeed. Uh, uh, this uh, message says, Mufti, how does one dispose of all broken pages of the Noble Quran? 
There's, there's basically two ways of shifa. There's more than two ways, but two ways it is well known among the people. Number one is uh, you treat it with respect because it is still part of the mus'af. So you can either bury it or you can burn it. The choice is completely yours, how you want to dispose of it. So, so I personally prefer to bury it, you know, because it will be integrated into the soil after some time instead of burning it. But burning it would be permissible also, G. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Saab. Uh, um, okay, it says uh, interest is haram. If I borrowed a uh, uh, if I borrowed a friend uh, two hundred thousand rands to pay back after ten years, what can I use uh, to hedge uh, against inflation? Because a buying power now to ten years time will not be the same. Money loses its value. Please assist Mufti Saab. Yes, very true. That after inflation, the 200,000 in 10 years will be like 20,000 million uh, during those days, inshallah. But uh, that is the thing. You can only take back the capital amount that the person has... Uh, uh, that a person has taken and borrowed from you, Shafat, any uh, extra that you add to that will be deemed as interest. So you must remember that. You must remember in those days also they were dealing in gold and silver, so it didn't lose its value. We're dealing in paper money today, and because of that, there is fluctuation in currencies in both, and every currency is basically paper money. So that is how uh, the monetary fund has us and caught us, uh, you know, so that's why they can manipulate the currencies, but you can only take back what you have borrowed uh, that person. So what you can do is you can ask him uh, to pay back the loan uh, in a future uh, time, if possible, so that your money doesn't lose too much of its uh, value. G. Salaam alaikum, Mufti Saba. Can we burn all Qurans? Yes, uh, Shafat, you can burn old Qur'ans if it is, uh, uh, you know, the pages are broken, etc. Uh, you can burn it or you can bury it also, G. Uh, Mufti Saba. How can we remove a nazar from our baby? Nazar from your baby, you read Ayatul Kurs and you read uh, the Kurs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. That is one of the best uh, protection, uh, Shafat. Uh, you know, always say, MashaAllah, when they commend uh, on your baby and say that your baby looks beautiful, etc. Always say, MashaAllah. Attribute everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And in that way your baby will be safe from harm Safe from the evil eye also Even when you look at your own child uh, Sometimes a parent will look at the child and say MashaAllah this baby looks exactly like me You know, So nazar can come from the parents also They must be very very careful Rather say MashaAllah By doing that and reading the calls And blowing it over your children Your children will be protected from the evil eye inshaAllah Mm, and what about that individual when they look at themselves in the mirror and say, Who I look so mashallah? Can they put nazar on themselves, the Mufti Sab? Mufti? Okay, hope we didn't lose uh, Mufti Sab. It seems like we have mm-hmm. lost our Mufti. Oh, you're still I there, guess. Mufti Sab. Okay, I'm just saying, what about yeah. that individual when they look in the mirror and they say, hey, Mashallah, I look too mashallah? <laughs> Can they put uh, nazar on themselves? You can put nazar on yourself also, Shafat, because now you're not attributing it. See, even looking in the mirror, the Prophet taught us a beautiful du'a, you know, Allah kama hasan hasin Allah, like how you've uh, beautified my exterior, please uh, beautify my interior, my character as well. So there's even du'as uh, for that also a person can read. So uh, never think too much of yourself. You know, you'll stand there combing your hair five, six times a day and thinking you're the uh, gift of God to humanity. So that also, that 
it happens, especially the, the youth, uh, they will be standing there putting hair gel on and then combing this side and that side and taking selfies left, right, and center. Shafat, you know what he said is the fact they'll never take a selfie the moment when they wake up in the morning because it will scare everyone away, G. <laughs> yeah, Yusuf, that gel. Shh, comb it again. <laughs> you open the spiky look. No, no, no. It's not on, people. Well, Mufti Saab, what should I do if I paid too much zakah this uh, Ramadan? No problem. If you've paid too much zakat, more than what you were supposed to do, then you can subtract it from next year's amount. So you deduct uh, uh, the amount from this year that you paid too much, 2000 3000 etc. And then next year, when your zakat amount is due after one year, you check your benefit and then you just deduct it from that amount, G. Assalamu alaikum. What should a, a debtor do if he cannot locate his a creditor? Yes, it happens sometimes. The creditor is moved or is off the grid, etc. So what you need to do, you did owe the person money. You need to make sure and uh, look uh, at every avenue possible. Announce it uh, that you are searching for this person. Do your utmost best to track and locate that person so you can repay what you have taken from him. If you cannot do that and if you've done that and you cannot relocate him or locate him or you cannot find him, uh, then you take that amount and you pay it as charity on that person's behalf. Allah, and uh, that will ensure that you do not end up in trouble in the court of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ji. Is it permissible to delay marriage until one is financially stable, Mufti Saab? Yes, you can delay marriage if you feel that you do not have the means, and if you do not have the means in Alayka Bissam, then you have to fast. So when a person has the means to get married, then he should get married. Also, it is not good to delay the marriage if a person fears that he will fall into haram, in sin, in zina, etc. You know, uh, speak to your family members, or let them give you some sort of accommodation. And uh, from there, you must remember when person fears uh, committing adultery, in zina, etc., and they really want to get married to save their honor and pizza, etc., then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enrich them through his bounty because of their intention as the Quran mentions also. So when people are poor but they really want to get married also, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase for them richness and goodness from his bounty. Absolutely, mashallah, this morning. Perhaps your parting words? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy Shafat, remove this pandemic uh, from uh, from us, you know, that the third wave is here also is, uh, we have been told, so Allah keep us all safe, inshallah make dua for the people of Palestine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant the victory and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala labarik majlul aqsa, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our Mufti Ibrahim Spit and to all of you that sent in questions a big jazakallah khair and don't forget people the reality of uh, continuing high levels of poverty and pain and indignity of those uh, living in hunger convinces us that we have to do something and respond uh, to this critical need help feed a hundred adults with a hearty meal for uh, 3,500 rand. Remember, it's a uh, 35 rand a plate. Contribute any amount of your lilla or sadaqa towards uh, this noble cause. Name uh, Sirius FM, uh, Bank FNB. Type and check a uh, branch number 251242, account number 6260877422121, reference name and surname. For inquiries, uh, telephone 0828517500, 0765698. 8400 fax 0866719180 the campaign ends on the 31st of July 2021 sadaka and lilla and
Remember, Sirius FM sharing the beauty of Islam. Sirius FM broadcasts in the East Rand in South Africa on 105.7 megahertz and on audio streaming that reaches listeners in more than 120 countries across the world at www.seriusfm.mobi. Yusuf Asma, beautiful engineering once again. Really enjoyed your company. You really keep us going on the Breakfast Club. And also, uh, remember, keep it locked on. Uh, later on, uh, there'll be the 40 Durus coming, Surah from the Noble Quran. And Mufti A.K. Hussein, Zaman Barakasum, will be giving uh, the translation of uh, the Qutbah from the Holy Lands. And uh, from the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.